Welcome to the FarmD Money Podcast, where certified financial planner Derek Delaney brings financial education and observation to help pharmacists navigate their most important financial questions. And welcome in FarmD Nation to episode number 12 of the FarmD Money Podcast. I am your host, Derek Delaney. Thank you all for joining me today. So everyone, believe it or not, has their own financial plan. Not doing anything and just hoping things work out for the best is a financial plan. Doing something yourself using a simple or sophisticated piece of software or throwing numbers into an Excel spreadsheet is a financial plan. Working with a financial professional in whatever specific role you allow them to work with you in is another way you can go about creating a structured financial plan for yourself. So what if you want to go at it alone by yourself? There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. It can be tricky to get started. There's probably a lot of stuff to consider and it's going to take a lot of your focus in the beginning to get everything in place correctly. But it can be done, especially if you have the do-it-yourselfer type of mentality. So in this episode, I'm going to break down the five steps I believe a do-it-yourselfer could use to create your own financial plan. So without further ado, let's jump right in. So step number one of the five-step plan I believe people can use to create their own financial plan is you need to create a picture of where you currently stand financially. It is unbelievable to me how many people out there, when asked, have really no clue what their financial picture looks like right now. They really don't know from a dollar amount how much they're actually saving in their retirement accounts. They don't know how much tax they're paying from a year-to-year standpoint. They have no idea how much money they're spending every year or where that money's going. And they really have no idea of what their net worth is and what that looks like from a balance sheet standpoint. So step number one is you have to create a picture of where you currently stand financially. You have to have an idea of where you're at so then you can use it to measure whether you're making progress or not. So the first thing I would recommend somebody do in step number one is to start tracking your spending. Cash flow is one of the most important things you can keep focus on when doing a financial plan for yourself every single year. It's extremely important to understand what money is coming in and what money is going out and the money that's going out, where is it going? You could So start tracking your spending is really, really important. If you're an employee and you spend a little time each month or every quarter reviewing your W-2, that's another great way to be able to understand the money that is ending up in your checking account isn't all the money that's being earned. Some of those dollars are going to the IRS to prepay your taxes Other money could be going into retirement accounts and you could have other dollars going into other benefits that your employer is offering you. So you really want to understand where your money's going, not only specifically the money you actually spend once it hits your checking account, but the actual money that you earn that isn't showing up in your tax or that isn't showing up in your checking account because it's going to other places. So having a heartbeat on your cash flow and understanding where your money is going is a great way to start putting together your first financial benchmark or your first financial picture for yourself. Another thing I would love to see people do more often when they're creating their financial plan and more importantly when they're creating a picture of where they currently stand financially is putting together a personal balance sheet. And it's extremely easy. It's basically on the left side of a sheet of paper, list all your assets. 
It could be money in your checking and savings or money market accounts. It could be money in um, non-qualified brokerage accounts, more commonly known as just regular investment accounts. And it could be money in your retirement accounts. So do you have money in a 401k, IRAs, Roth IRAs, that type of thing. And then you can list all your personal property too. So if you have some really fancy artwork or really expensive vehicles or anything like that, that would substantially change your net worth if they were taken away. Use that as an asset on the left side of your piece of paper. On the right side of your piece of paper, list all your liabilities. Do you have a mortgage on your home? Do you have auto loans for those vehicles we talked about? Do you owe other people money? If you do, put those down. Those are things uh, that you owe that is money that will eventually be coming out of your pocket sometime in the future. Then you have your assets on the left side, your liabilities on the right side. I want you to subtract your assets from your liabilities and the remaining number is your net worth. That is what you're worth from a financial aspect today. Now, making sure that that net worth number continues to hopefully increase as you age is extremely important in monitoring what money is coming in and what money is going out in your life is equally as important. So understanding those two things at minimum is a great way to complete step number one, which is creating a picture of where you currently stand financially. Step number two is you need to start setting up a few goals for yourself. Now, I think the term goal gets overused quite often when people talk about financial matters. Really, what I recommend for people is spend some time internally reflecting on what your core values are and how you want to live your life based on those core values. Now I want you to take a look at one year, five year, 10 year, 30 years down the road. What type of things do you believe you're going to accomplish or are going to want to accomplish based off of those core values you have set for yourself throughout your life? And when you come up with those things that you want to accomplish, we can consider those goals. So now not only have you created a benchmark of where you currently stand right now, you've created a few things you want to pursue in life, one, five, 10, 30 years down the road, and we're going to consider those to be goals. Step number three, and this is the most tricky part, and this is where people usually end up reaching out to some sort of financial professional to gain some help, is build your path. Start connecting the dots from step number one of where you're at right now to step number two of where you want to be at in the future. How do you go about accomplishing those goals? This is historically where people end up getting tripped up a lot because there is a lot of complexity, a lot of math, and a lot of changing rules and regulations that get thrown in that people usually aren't aware of until they actually end up meeting those and it throws them off. So just know as you build your path, it's probably not going to be as fluid as you think it will be. I know a lot of people end up going, well, if I save X amount of money in an investment account for 10 years and I historically get this rate of return every year, I know because I can do the math that I'm going to end up with this pool of money at the end of 10 years. And with that pool of money, I'm going to start my very own business, which has been a long-term goal of mine. My guess is there's going to be a lot of things that come up that you can control and some that you can't control over that 10-year period that's going to make that simplistic math and the simplistic path that you've built for yourself unrealistic. So just understand that that's something that could potentially throw you off as you start your journey down the path of trying to connect where you are now to the place you want to be sometime in the future. Step number four in the five-step financial plan creation is to identify your blind spots. So when I say blind spots, um, most people think of death, disability, 
you know, the big events in life like that, that could really completely throw everything you are working toward in the dumpster. But I really want people to be aware of there are other things in life that have come up that will come up for some of you that you won't consider a blind spot until they actually happen. So if we think about some of the things internally that could throw you off or throw your financial plan off, those could be changes in your personal tastes, your behavior, your wants, your needs, your long-term wishes for yourself. These are not always money-specific either. You could, for the last 10, 15 years of your life, be really dead set on paying for your kids' college education, and because something random that happens in life that you weren't planning on happening could completely throw that philosophy off. There are other things that are going to happen that are considered blind spots for you that are external and that you probably have no control over. When I talk about external blind spots, I usually like talking about rules and regulation changes, specifically rules that are enacted enacted by Congress that we have no control over, specifically when it has to do with taxes. So just know that as you build your financial plan, there will be blind spots, and the more blind spots you can potentially identify before you start walking down the path you've built for yourself, the more prepared you will be to deal with those if they eventually come up in the future. Step number five, and it's the last step of the five-step financial plan, is following up and following through. The real value in financial planning is not projecting a way forward and turning your financial plan on cruise control and not having to worry about it, look at it, or deal with it ever again. That is completely unrealistic, and it's probably one of the biggest reasons why people who end up creating their own financial plan, specifically all the do-it-yourselfers, end up failing because they take a look at it once and they put it away and they think they never have to relive it or work on it again. The real value in financial planning is not the actual plan itself. It's being able to maneuver along the path that you have created for yourself when resistance creeps up. When there are things that happen in your life, whether like we mentioned before, internally or externally, that will try to oppose the direction you're trying to take yourself and your family financially moving forward. So just know as soon as you make a financial plan, you can bet that it is going to be outdated and you need to continuously follow up and update that financial plan based off of the changing situation and circumstances that are happening in your life, again, either internally or things that are happening to your life externally that you don't have any control over. This is why updating your plan and refocusing your efforts based on that new information will create an essential habit that will allow you to maneuver even better and more efficiently the more you're able to work on your financial plan. So make sure to follow up and not only follow up, but please follow through, act, iterate on that action, learn from your mistakes, act again, and follow that process over and over and over. Because whether you're right or you're wrong when it comes to your financial decisions and when it comes to the moves you make in your financial life, it doesn't matter as long as you're moving forward. Life is messy, no one is perfect, But if you can continue to progress forward in the right direction, it definitely will beat standing still every single time. This could be investing your hard-earned money for the first time. I know it's something that could be really uncomfortable taking money that you know is safe in a checking or savings account and investing it for the first time, but you know you need to do that in order to accomplish goals in the future. Go for it. Act. 
follow through. It could be something like increasing your retirement contributions. You know that increasing your retirement contributions could lower your paycheck you receive, but you understand based off of your financial planning that increasing your retirement contributions is going to set you up to accomplish more things you want to in retirement. Act. Increase those retirement contributions. You can always change it back if you want to. Another big one is actually setting a retirement date for a lot of pre-retirees. So you're late 50s, early 60s, and you know you want to retire, but you don't want to have to think about retirement and all the responsibility that comes along with it. Force yourself to do that. Set a retirement date. Act. Follow through on it because the worst thing that could possibly happen is you have to change your mind later. But if you don't do anything, you're going to be in the same spot you were before, which is actually worse than having to change course later on. So whatever you're doing, whatever you're going after, don't sabotage yourself by not taking action. Follow through. So step number five is follow up and follow through on the actions you set for yourself in order to accomplish the things you consider goals for your future. So to recap for a lot of the do-it-yourselfers or maybe the people who are working with a financial professional right now who want a better understanding of the type of work they are attempting to do for you, when you attempt to build your own financial plan or create any sort of financial freedom by creating a financial plan for yourself, understand there are probably five main steps you should be looking at taking. Step number one is create a current picture of where you stand right now. Create that benchmark for yourself. Step number two is Set goals for yourself. I know goals are a loaded term, but really try to connect future events you want to happen based off of your personal value system, your personal value system, and call those goals. Step number three is build your path. Connect step number one to step number two and try to figure out how you're going to get yourself there. Step number four is identify the blind spots that could potentially throw everything off because the more blind spots you can identify, the better off you are going to be when it comes to dealing with those as you get to them. And step number five is follow up and follow through. There's nothing worse than doing all the work in the front end and then just not taking action and iterating and changing and adapting for your benefit as you go. So those are the five steps I believe everybody should take at minimum when it comes time to build your own financial plan. If you're looking for more information about the podcast, myself, or FarmDFP, feel free to visit the firm's website at farmdfp.com. Also, feel free to check out and subscribe to the YouTube channel, FarmD Financial Planning, for more great insight. Email podcast at farmdfp.com with questions, topics, or ideas you'd like to hear more about. Finally, until next time, FarmD Nation, be well. FarmD Money Podcast is not intended to be tax, legal, or investment advice. All opinions expressed on the show are for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for tax, legal, or investment advice.